Pittsburgh, a city known for its brooding gothic horror. Between these three rivers flow rivers of blood, where they'll put french fries on your sandwich at Pramani Brothers or blood in your vodka at Elysium. This is the Stream of Blood podcast, and you're listening to Vampires of Pittsburgh, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. I'm Jared Logan, the storyteller, and I'm joined by Thomas Middleditch as Miles Vanderbuck, Ross Bryant as Curtis Krieger, and Ashley Birch as Jen Brown. You can watch our game streamed every week at twitch.tv forward slash stream of blood. Drink deeply, my friends, and enjoy. Welcome to Stream of Blood, where uh, comedians, actors, and generally wonderful people play tabletop role-playing games, and we beam it straight into your living room. I'm really, really, really excited tonight because we are playing a game that is near and dear to my heart, Vampire the Masquerade. I grew up playing this game. This was my big game when I was a teenager that I'd play with my brother and my other friends who were in a ska band in Knoxville, Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> tonight i'm playing it with my good friends who are my friends as an adult and they are wonderful let's introduce them to you one at a time you know him from all kinds of incredible improv and acting and things like that please welcome the hilarious thomas middleditch everybody hi everybody it's me tommy middles yeah <laughs> and uh she uh, is also hilarious uh, at acting and being funny and she's on a show called mythic quest raven's banquet Please welcome Ashley Birch. Hi. Hey. And another good pal who is in my personal Dungeons and Dragons role-playing circle. Incredible improviser in the Improvised Shakespeare Company, as well as the many roles on television. Mr. Ross Bryant, everybody. Hello. And, And as always on Stream of Blood, since we play a lot of different games on here, we don't just play the same game over and over and over. As always, we have my co-host and my rules jockey. Is that an appropriate title? <laughs> Mr. Clinton Trucks. Uh, no, jockey's not acceptable. That's not. Okay. <laughs> rules valet. Czar. Ooh. Czar. I mean, valet really, you really want a sidekick thing, don't you, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the Robin. What was her name for Howard Stern? Robin Gibbons. Okay. Just so we're clear. Clint's job is to laugh uproariously when I say something mildly amusing, okay? And also to pop in every once in a while and correct me on the rules, which I inevitably get wrong. Uh, but hopefully not that much tonight, because I am so excited about the game we're playing tonight. We are playing a Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition. Any of you uh, have any experience with this game at all? None. No. Okay. So we may stop a little bit to kind of go into how the rules work a little bit. I think people at home will be interested in that as well. I should say a couple of things before we get started. We are doing this because we are all stuck inside with this uh, terrible pandemic that's going on. And I just want to say a brief word about that. Stay home. Don't go mix with other people. Don't listen to the president. Don't kill yourself to help the stock market. Stay indoors. And don't go mix with a lot of people who uh, you don't you don't live with, okay? Uh, and uh, we hope that this, in a very small way, helps a couple people pass the time. Also, 
This game is about vampires who do awful, terrible things. Uh, they suck blood. Sometimes they kill people. So some of these characters may behave pretty badly. That's that's your content warning. Uh, it's not going to be anything beyond the pale. I'm a pretty PG-13 slash R kind of guy in my games. But I want to know, are any of the players have anything they want to make sure doesn't end up in this game? And the obvious things don't even need to be said. I, I'm expecting I'm expecting some some pretty intense stuff. So I've come okay. up with a pretty pretty intense heart. Well, it yeah. is a it is a horror game. So yeah. All I just all I want is a rave in which blood rains down on us. Is Jared, that too much yeah. Can we have that happen? <laughs> yeah. Can we have a blood rave? I, we just want to dance along the razor's edge that separates pain from pleasure. <laughs> okay. Um, guess what? There's now a blood rave in the game. <laughs> okay. Can, Can Blade I, be there? There will the blood be, rave. Eh, he's there, but he probably won't say anything or even appear in a scene. Yeah. Um, but I know he's there. But you personally, Ashley, can know that he's there somewhere. Great. Let's just begin the game, and then when we need to get into who our characters are and uh, and uh, what you know what their what their backgrounds is, that'll happen kind of naturally. Okay. Great. So I want to start the game. I want to set a scene of complete and total blackness. You awaken in blackness and you feel you feel instantly incredibly hungry. You feel around the space uh, near you and you see that you can barely move your arms. You can barely move your head. Everybody needs to roll one die for me, a single die, uh, a D10, right? Uh, Vampire the Masquerade uses pools of D10s. Right now, I want you to roll one D10. If you are using the dice roller, that is a one die with no hunger die. Not okay. Me. What did people roll? I got success. a two. Success. Success. Okay. Oh, what am I know? What am, how do I know if it's successor? <laughs> well, some of the dice rollers people are using just will let you know when it's a success. Some of some of them, like yours, just kind of roll the die. A six or better is a success. So you fail. Boy. Um, mm. That's called a rouse check. Every time a vampire rises at sunset, they have to roll a rouse check. And uh, if they don't score a six or higher, they gain a point of hunger. So would you please add a point of Ooh. hunger to your sheet, oh my uh, God. Thomas's character? Okay. Point of and the, the way the Vampire the Masquerade works is every time you roll a dice pull to do anything, maybe shoot a gun or jump from one building to another or seduce a mortal that you want to feast on, you're going to make some of your dice hunger dice. And uh, when those um, go critical, like you get a critical success, or those go like uh, critical fail, weird, terrible things happen uh, because the hunger inside of you is taking over. So that's a little bit of an explanation of some things we may see later. But for right now, uh, I want to know what your characters do. And uh, why don't we start? And, and I, right now, uh, I'm going to say that you're, uh, you're, you're kind of trying to remember who you are and where you come from. So um, why don't we start with Thomas? What does your character do in this situation where he is suddenly rising inside some sort of close, confining box, a coffin-like uh, space, if you will? Sure. I think I think Miles Miles Vanderbuck is just coming right out of his closet in a in a in a shitty uh, um, apartment in uh, some uh, ragtag neighborhood in Pittsburgh. I apologize, anyone from Pittsburgh. I don't know your private neighborhoods. 
And um, what, what, do you, what do you got, Jared? I, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you. So you are rising in a, uh, in a squalid apartment in Pittsburgh, our setting, but it is not your apartment. As you throw, uh, are you opening the, the lid of your confinement here? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Show me with monorail. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I slept wrong Or one of these. Yeah. One of the most exciting features of Stream of Blood is we mime all of our actions. <laughs> Be sure to make that. Okay. So what happens is you um you don't really remember how you got here, uh, Miles. Uh, that's your character's name, Miles Vanderbuck. Uh, but uh, you 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 throw uh, back the lid of this uh, this case that you're in. And you find yourself in a nondescript uh, room. It looks like a tenement apartment. And there are uh, four coffins, like box, I mean, like pine boxes, not like fine, like your aunt got buried in them, but like mm. pine boxes lying in this like squalid apartment. There's like graffiti on the walls and um, the, the uh, windows are all boarded over, except you can see a little bit of moonlight coming through. Four boxes, including my own, or four additional boxes to mine. Three in addition to yours. Excellent. Okay. Uh, well, um, do I know? Am I, am I, is this new to me? <laughs> um, this might be new to you. Why don't you give me a roll to see if you can remember what happened to you? Right now, everything is really hazy. So it might, yeah, why don't you do a wits... And uh, an awareness roll. That sounds good to me. Let's try that. And so you're going to add your wit score to your awareness score and roll that dice pool. And remember, roll two of those as hunger die, as hunger die. So two of those need to be like different colored dice or something like that. Okay. Uh, the stream has pointed out that Tommy failed his rouse check, so he actually be rolling three hunger die. Ooh. Oh boy. So thank you. Thank you to our commenters. So you have three hunger die. Yeah. I feel like I should get this, whatever this vampire dice rolling app is, because I'm like, so how many dice do I have to have in my app and of what color? <laughs> you how many what is your score of um of awareness plus uh wits? I'm trying to find awareness. I see I see wits here. It's two, and I don't know awareness. Awareness was on the third most column underneath academics. Got it. That's no that has no pips. Okay, Ooh. great. So you're just gonna roll your wits right now. And uh how many how many do you have? Two. Two? Okay, and so they're both hunger die, because you have three hunger die right now. Ooh. So how many dice do I have? Three or two? You have you have two, and they're both hunger dice. Okay, great. So hunger dice are going to be red, obviously. So I'm rolling two red dice. <laughs> right. And it comes out as, oh. You tell me. I can't quite see that. Two and a, two and a nine. So 11. Okay. Um, a one is enough. One, one, one is enough. You, you, right. you rolled a nine. So, and it's not, it's, yeah. So if you've gotten a critical on your hunger dice, that could be dangerous. If you get like a, Critical fail that can be dangerous, but you're okay. Jesus so, Christ! You now That's remember. <laughs> That's not me. That's Miles. He's waking up and he's going, Jesus Christ! Uh, what do yeah. I remember? You now remember a lot of violence. You remember that not too long ago, uh, your wife died, right? And you were laid off from your job. Yeah, six, you know, uh, a union man for forty-two years. 
Yeah. Beautiful Sue lost her battle of cancer, and I'm behind 200 grand in medical debt because of goddamn medical bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so um, you were probably very vocally complaining about this somewhere, per- perhaps at a union meeting. Damn straight. And one night, uh, uh, a young man, Lou, came to you after the meeting and offered you uh, an opportunity. He offered you a chance to change things. Well, I'm always up for change. (laughs) 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 The things I want to change are just about the whole entire goddamn system. (laughs) Yeah. And you were talking about getting back at the insurance companies, weren't you? Yeah, the insurance companies, the man who keeps us hardworking folk down. So this guy, Lou, he's like... um, He's like a, 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 a short, kind of youngish guy, uh, black curly hair. He doesn't look like one of your union pals. He looks, he's got like a kind of a tweedy jacket on, but he's like very pale. And he's like, exactly. That's what I'm talking about, man. We've got to bring these companies down from the inside. And a lot of the politicians that are talking about this right now, they're not, they're not being aggressive enough right but you like you're the real thing man like you're a real union guy you know what we need to do right damn straight and he gave you he gave you an address to meet him uh later uh the next night and you accepted it because i have to railroad you a little bit okay (laughs) um meanwhile how did the other people do that you succeeded on your rouse checks right yes father so we're gonna jump back (laughs) We're going to jump, jump back from Miles. Well, Miles, before we jump out of we jump out of your flashback, but what do you want to do now that you're looking at these other coffins? Anything? Do you want to? Well, I guess I wanted to know if I would recognize it or not. I think like if I know if I know the if I know what these coffins are and they're familiar to me and I know what's in them, then I would knock upon them and perhaps rouse them. But if I'm like, what the hell happened last night? Why am I in a coffin? Where are these coffins here? Then I, I would freak out and have my own private freak. Understood. So you are right now uh, having your own private freak because you don't really quite remember. Everything's very hazy. Now, let me talk to uh, Ashley about your character. When you awaken like this, what would your uh, instinct be? Like Miles, do I not understand? I don't recognize what's happening at the moment, right? Would you like to try a memory roll? Why don't you give me a um, why don't you give me a uh, awareness plus wits roll? That would be five dice, I think. Yeah, and you'll have, I think, one hunger. One hung- Oh, so that would be four dice and one hunger die? Mm-hmm. That's that right. Is score? Okay, let me see. That's right. Roll. Three successes, possible bestial failure? Um, three little cross dudes and then a, and then a kind of a mean-looking red skull boy. Well, your red, your red skull boy uh, is not going to cancel out those three successes. So okay. if you got like no successes, but you got your little red skull guy, then you'd have a bestial failure, which means your character would get angry and, and I, the beast inside of her would act out in some way. But okay. um, you have um, you have succeeded in uh, awakening yourself and you've succeeded in remembering that just like Miles Vanderbuck, your character, what's your character's name? Uh, Jen. Jen Brown. Jen Brown. Okay. So just like Miles Vanderbook, your character was given a very intriguing offer by a woman named Helena to meet her in, at a very strange address. Basically, you uh, were asked to meet her uh, for an incredible business opportunity 
uh, at kind of an abandoned old, like, like it used to be like a Raleigh's burger or something like that, you know, like one of those, like only drive through fast food restaurants. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that that's what the address would be until you got there. And then you see, it's like, it's like a closed down fast food joint. Uh-huh. Um, but your character is sort of, can you tell us a little bit about your character? I sure can. Uh, she's, She's real precocious. She's whip smart. She started her own uh, software company at 27. She's a coder. Um, so I'm guessing she's pretty wealthy. Um, but she's very squeamish. So she's she's cowardly and 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 uh, and awkward and um, and easy to get to. So I imagine when she sees the setting, she would start to get a little bit spooked. I mean, oh. She probably would. Uh, does she still go inside? Uh, I feel like no. I feel like she would see that it's kind of a sketchy fast food joint and be like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Uh, and turn tail. Yeah, you're in like you're in like a bad neighborhood now. I don't know what her or quote unquote bad neighborhood. I don't know what her uh, your character's point of view would be on a place like that. But as someone who you know has a lot of money and is kind of a successful businesswoman, maybe she feels a little bit um, threatened. Um, I don't know, but, uh, so she's just going to walk away, go back to her car, maybe. Uh, yeah, go back to her car and, and maybe text or call and, and see, just get more information. I don't know if she would. So she's already left her car in this scenario. Yeah. I imagine her like pulling up and being like, Ooh, this is a little bit weird. No, actually that's fine. She kind of pulled up and looked out, um, and she saw, uh, what's happening. So she's going to text this woman, Helena, right? Uh huh. Um, and what you realize is that you don't even have her her number. Like, uh, so you have to kind of go in your email. That's how you kind of communicated with her. And um, when you do that, um, you uh, look up and you're startled because she's like right outside your car window ah. looking in at you. Ooh. Um, I give her one of these through the window and try to be cool. <laughs> and be like... like uh yeah okay and i kind of roll it down because i don't want to be rude hey um is this the spot this is the spot you wanted to meet seems kind of the information i have to give you is extremely proprietary that's why it is it is of the utmost importance that we meet someplace where there is absolutely no danger of any kind of electronic surveillance or uh, anyone even overhearing Oh, okay. Uh, this is, isn't just going to change your industry. This is going to change your life. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Can I get in? Get in. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, well, she's very woman, easily <laughs> bullied as well, apparently. <laughs> well, this, this, woman looks, this woman looks like... Uh, more or less harmless. She just has a really creepy kind of demeanor her about her. She's extremely direct, but mm-hmm. she's wearing what I would describe as like kind of a like a 1990s businesswoman attire. And she's got her <laughs> like hair big, kind of power suit. Shoulders. <laughs> power suit. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and she's got her hair in 1990s businesswoman hair. And she comes in and she sits down beside you and she's like, We talked about ways that you would like to change your industry, right? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. There's too many rules, right? Too many regulations. 
Yes. I want to be able to do, I want to, I want to get into the dark web. I don't know. I don't know anything about coding. I want to give, give me the, give me the, give me the bitcoins. Sure. <laughs> More jargon. I, you want to get the bitcoins on the dark web. I understand. Yeah, I want the bitcoins on the dark web. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> this is like a novel already. Um, yeah. <laughs> so she, uh, you're talking with her for a while and let's just cut to the fact that like, after a little bit, it seems like she's being extremely forward with you. I mean, she the things that she's talking about do make sense. She seems to know uh, the tech industry. She's talking a lot about how Pittsburgh has suddenly kind of developed a new tech sector, but she does seem like she's making passes at you. So how would your character react to that? Um, I think she is a bit of a prude. So she would probably... She wants, she keeps, she keeps personal and business separate. So she'd be a bit like, um, what's going on? And I think it would raise her hackles probably. Mm-hmm. And she'd start to get like, you know what? Maybe this was a mistake. Maybe, maybe you need to leave. Um, when you say that you see that, uh, she becomes extremely kind of like upset, but she's kind of trying to hide it. Let's see how good she is at trying to hide it. <laughs> Never mind. She's in. She's really in. They're having full blown sex. I didn't know that. Um, okay. Well, I have bad news for you. Uh, um, so she did what's called a messy uh, critical on her kind of role to just keep control. So, Clint, what would that mean for, uh, like, if you messy critical on a composure role? Uh, you're probably going to have to get this car professionally detailed. <laughs> right. Okay. So she's gonna she's gonna go buck wild, right? Because she she had some hunger die and she rolled and she uh, scored uh, like a big critical, but on her hunger die. So that means the beast inside of this. Uh, character who I must now admit to you as a vampire has come to the <laughs> fore and she uh, sits there angry at you for a second when you tell her that it's time for her to leave and she goes you know what fuck it and then she just leaps <laughs> on you with her fangs and her uh, bite goes into your neck and now we cut away uh, back to our present situation and you are in this uh, box what would you like to do um, that's the last thing you remember I think I start freaking out and kind of screaming before I even try to open it. I'm, I'm just like cursing, like fuck, 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 like just claustrophobic, fuck scared out of my wits. Um, and I'm kind of like pawing at the coffin lid, but I'm not strong enough to get it up. So I'm just sort of stuck and freaking. If I hear that, uh, Miles Vanderbuck hobbles on over because he's got a (laughs) bum leg after a bad shipping accident. Back, uh, back in the 90s. And I, would, and I would say that probably after hearing that from one of the coffins, you begin to hear a bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah, there's people alive in here. Uh, well, then in the third coffin, you start hearing like sobbing, a man sobbing. Oh. Um, so, Miles Vanderbilt, would you like to pop one of them open? Well, it's it's looked like I'm popping. I'll, I'll pop the, 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 the lady screaming. Or have it having to come apart. Um, you pry that open, and uh, you see, uh, you see Jen Brown. Jen, uh, could, would you would like to describe Jen a little bit? Um, y'all played 
uh, Chrono Trigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's the frog? No. Uh, she's the frog. Uh, oh my god, what's her name? The the sort of techie gal that has oh, the bit. Luca, right? Luca. Uh, imagine Luca, but in 2020. So not a fantasy game. Okay. Her. Yeah. As right. a, <laughs> sure. yeah. No problem. The yeah. gold yeah. helmet. Uh, yeah, gold helmet. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> attire is basically the same. But yeah. tell, us my, uh, tell, tell us who we're looking at when we see Miles. Uh, Miles is um, kind of a uh, not he's he's a he's a pudgy guy. Nice thick dock worker fingers. You know the type of fingers that really do. Uh, they put on. They, there's a lot of muscle in those hands, and uh, he's got like a a very uh, a, a, like a nice goat a goatee, but like a full goat with a little bit of stubble and a nice cropped cropped like uh, crew cut hair. But it's there's not much on top. That's so elaborate. I feel great. Like great. great. <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, I'm going to just say that um, uh, the coffin that you hadn't opened, that where you kept hearing a pounding, suddenly the top of it just goes flying off. Uh, and uh, who uh, who rises out of it, or does he rise? I think um, he brace, scrambles up and out, and like in in a sort of like get this thing off me and out of me. And uh, and and fall like kind of onto the floor and write myself ready to, ready to fight. Um, and then, then I see a then I see a pudgy old man and a, and a, and and this woman and another black. I mean, not too old, you know. He's in his, his <laughs> early sixties. <laughs> An ancient, <laughs> on the, about to turn to dust. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I want uh, your character Curtis, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Curtis, I want you to make the same wits plus awareness roll. Okay. That means I'll be rolling five dice, but how many blood is that? One is a hunger die. One is a hunger. Success. Okay, very good. So what I'm going to have you remember is uh, uh, you remember like drinking something hot and wonderful is going down your throat. You can't get enough of it. It's like, it's like, uh, water in the desert. It's like, it's like you, you just can't stop like sucking it down. And then when you opened your eyes in this flashback, you realize that you are sucking it from the wrist of a woman who's standing over you. She's got a buzz cut. She's very muscular. She's wearing a tank top and boots uh, over her jeans. And uh, you are in uh, a small, uh, you know, tenement apartment uh, somewhere in Pittsburgh, and you are being fed this uh, this strange elixir from her wrist. And uh, now you can see that it's all over the floor, and it's on your shirt, and it's all it's everywhere. It's red. It's blood. You are imbibing blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And I just need one more kind of thing like that. <laughs> yeah okay perfect um, basically I maybe uh, curl the wrist down and and kind of crab crawl back and 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 just like trying to like like wake up wake up wake up what? okay yeah. and when you when you do that you look over and you see um that a, a, an old man uh with pudgy fingers uh, and he's also sucking from the wrist of like a young guy and like a who's like in like shirt sleeves, like pouring his blood into 
uh, this like old, like 60 year old dock worker's mouth. And uh, nearby also, there is a woman uh, with big hair and she is like trying, trying, but like she seems to be struggling with a young woman on the ground, like trying to squeeze blood into that young woman's mouth. But the young woman uh, who looks like Luca from Chrono Trigger uh, <laughs> is, is like not quite conscious or not quite like it's basically the woman's like latch, latch, uh, you know, like it, she, it's, it doesn't appear to be working. So um, I can tell you that you recognize this woman who's feeding you. You just like Miles and uh, just like our friend uh, Jen, you were approached after a VA meeting where you were being very vocal about some changes that you would like to see. Tell us a little bit about your character's background. I got back from Afghanistan extremely stressed by what I'd experienced. And um, it's, you know, it's hard to get a job when little things set you off. And I had some pain from an injury. And uh, a few months later, um, I had a, a habit, lost my house, lost my job, lost contact with my family. And uh, I was living on the streets for a little while. I recognized the Semper Fi tattoo on a guy that fished me out of a, a tent in the, under an overpass, took me to a Narconon meeting, and I've been, I've, been, I've been clean ever since. And I'm starting to get back on my feet, um, going to VA meetings, going to NA meetings, and, and, and things are okay. No thanks to our fucking government who will just, let, <laughs> will just let people who fucking bled overseas fall through the cracks. Like There's all a fucking conspiracy between <laughs> people who these these jokers in Congress and the people pulling their puppet strings <laughs> of the corporations who just want to keep all of us down. Yeah. And, and maybe if we had the guts to actually do something about it and strike a blow for what's rightfully ours, then, then we put some fear into them. <laughs> um, she understood that. She did. This woman came to you and said she did understand you and she made you believe her. And she offered you an opportunity to change things. And the next thing you knew, uh, she was draining your blood in a back alley. And then things went black. And when you woke up, you were here with these people being fed blood uh, in a cheap apartment on the south side in Pole Town. And you are uh, welcome to take an action now. You feel incredible. <laughs> uh yeah and i've and i've done heroin uh and, 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 and oh yeah it's better <laughs> and um i think i just lunge for this this woman like what the fuck is this what the fuck did you do to me and i i go to like just grab grab the wrist and 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 just take her by the shoulder and be like what is going on she says, that's enough for now. And she puts her hand against your chest and just kind of flicks you back. And you go flying back and slam into the wall. And you know what? A little bit of plaster, a little bit of drywall falls down from her like oh, flick of production her value. Yeah, there's a lot of special effects in this game. Very cool. Um, so uh, she does that to you. You go flying back and she's like, what I did to you was give you a chance to change things, okay? Now, what I'm about to tell you, you have to believe me, is true now, okay? You are a vampire. 
uh, am I saying this right? She looks over at the guy that's like feeding the old man, and he's like, he just gives her a look like, I, I don't, I don't know what you're, you know. Go ahead, like he got <laughs> turned by a bunch of amateurs. Uh, <laughs> and he goes, uh, she goes, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, the reason, uh, the reason things are so bad out there, is because vampires control everything, man. Like uh, Congress, uh, uh, the, the Supreme Court. Um, the, the healthcare industry, the, the army, they control it all. And the only way to fight back is for me to give you this gift I've given you. And it's a gift. It's a gift I've given you, okay? So you, I've recruited you because I trusted you. I knew that you'd be willing to fight for what's right. Oh, and I, can I stand up? Of course, yeah. I, I, blood is dripping down your face, down yeah. your chest and neck. It's it's that thing in at the end of an action movie where it's just it, the, it's a white t-shirt with the just the bib of blood around. Yeah. And I'm just like I thought I knew people that were fucking crazy, but you are the craziest. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Okay, so uh do you make for the door? Yeah. Okay. So this is a little bit this is what happens. Okay, I'm just going to set the scene and then we're going to be in the modern day from here on out. The second that you head for the door, suddenly three shapes move through the door that you're moving toward. They are so fast, they're like blurs. And the next thing you know, Nance turns to you and a huge wooden stake comes exploding up through her chest. The guy feeding the old man turns around and in an instant, his head goes flying off of his shoulders. And the woman uh, who is feeding uh, the, the young woman turns and is like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you see something land on top of her and just start ripping at her like crazy. And finally, um, you suddenly uh, become aware that there is another couple like farther back down in the apartment who comes like comes like out of a bedroom and one is like a young man in like goth makeup. And he's like, what the fuck is happening, man? <laughs> and now we cut to our uh, current scene. You have just uh, leapt up out of this. Yeah. Bit. Still, still covered in now rust colored clotted blood and yes that's looking like veal to me all of a sudden it's just like i absentmindedly i'm like picking little scabs <laughs> and, and, and not, even, not even realizing it you can hear a man sobbing coming from the coffin that's left I've, <laughs> i just i look i look at i, I make eye contact with these two and like I re remember them, obviously, because I was mm -hmm. like, are you, did you, did you see? And then I just, uh, if they. I, I want to tell you one thing when you're looking at these two uh, other uh, characters. Um, Jen Brown uh, is, uh, is incredibly flush. She looks like she's alive. She looks like a normal human being. but. Miles Vanderbuck has skin pale as like stone and he looks like death warmed over. And I, so I kind of like edge my way away from him. 
<laughs> a little bit more, a little bit less hair and cool. a little bit more weight on him. Great. Bruce Dern vibes. Okay, cool. Um, uh, sort of edge my way around him towards, towards Jen. Just like, are you okay? I skitter immediately like to the corner of the room. And I, and I see, I, I see the blood and I get kind of like faint for a second and I have to like brace myself against the wall. Yeah. In fact, if you would like to, uh, since you have a can't see the sight of blood kind of flaw, mm-hmm. you, I think it's a good time for you to make a, let's call it a resolve plus composure role. Resolve. So those are both attributes. Um, I see. Okay, great. So that would be three. So one of those would still be a hunger die, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So then two. Okay, let's see what happens. One success. Okay, great. So you're able to keep control. I'm not going to like suddenly make you do something crazy, but you are, mm-hmm. you're really bothered by this, obviously, like, because Jen has a aversion to the sight of blood. She's going to make things real hard for her in the near future. Um, uh, so she sees both of you. Are you okay? <laughs> get the fuck away from me. And she, and she tries to like dart to the other side of the room next to the guy that's sobbing in the coffin. That freaks her out too. She starts uh, crying a little bit herself. So finally the coffin with the guy sobbing finally like slowly opens up. And he's like, oh, let me out. <laughs> And you can see that it's like a skinny guy. It's the guy with the goth makeup from earlier, but now it's all run down his face everywhere. Uh, And there's a little bit of blood on his lips and he's got long stringy black hair and he's wearing like kind of like a, oh, how do I describe it? Like a a modern kind of like death metal attire with like some kind of like, you know, silver ring at his neck and stuff like that. Skid. <laughs> What's going on? Like the type of guy that my daughter used to date. Could I just make for the door? Just bolt and try to get out, or Absolutely. look for a door? Okay. Absolutely. So, um, there is a door right there, and uh, uh, it's a big, heavy one. You know, like they might have in a, uh, they might have in like kind of a, a sketchy neighborhood with lots of dead bolts. Um, but uh, as you start to bang on it, you realize that it is somehow locked or blocked from the outside. Oh, shit. Everybody um, just calm down. Just calm down. Oh, easy, easy, sweetheart. <laughs> it is, well, we're going to stand here. We're going to sit here for a minute of like sweating bullets. <laughs> Figure out what's going on. I'm not staying here. And then I make make a beeline for one of the windows and try to start yanking the boards off the windows. Um, great. Give me a uh, strength plus craft roll. And the difficulty is going to be three because these are really pounded on there. So when a difficulty is three, it means you need three successes to succeed. Well, that's going to be impossible, I think, because I have two bits of strength only. Okay. Mm-hmm. Zero successes. No successes. So mm-hmm. um, Jen is, you know, uh, uh, futilely like trying to pry at the boards on the window when suddenly you guys hear bonk, 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 a bit hard knock on the door, and you hear wakey, wakey, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like a fabulous kind of 
Yeah, it was. Or like, or like menacing. Bit like, wakey, wakey, bitches. Or no, it was, it was menacing and fabulous, if that's possible. I think it Ooh, is. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. uh, of course. And you, you hear the same voice go, we're going to come in to get you, and I don't want anyone to try anything funny. Okay, leeches? Huh. Okay, I, I, I look around and take stock of these people. I... Is there anything I, I observe the room? Is there anything I can turn into an improvised weapon? Is there a stick, a broken piece of wood, a piece of rebar? Uh, that's an interesting uh, idea. Why don't you give me a wits plus melee roll? This is Ooh. to just spot something that you could use. Okay, that's four dice. So once again, so is it's always one hunger dice with these rolls? Well, right now it is because okay. um, you—that's your hunger. But Thomas' gotcha. hunger, um, Miles's hunger is quite higher. Uh, one success. Okay, so basically, the only thing you find, Curtis, is you find a big chunk of wall that's come loose that you could maybe use to bash someone in the face or something like that. All right, so I pick that up, and I uh, and I assume a position like right next to the 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 door. Um, um the uh the guy that the last guy to wake up is just sitting there like bawling still uh and uh, the <laughs> okay yeah and the voice outside the door is like shut him up or i'll leave you i swear to fucking god um i i i, 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 <laughs> I crack him in the head <laughs> okay you want to crack him in the head yeah let's get a hold of yourself okay um why don't you give me a strength plus intimidation roll unless you really want to de- hurt him no it is a totally an intimidation tactic and my strength is two and my intimidation is three so what five uh that's right but remember three of those are hunger dice right now i'm putting five and i'm putting th- i'm gonna use this app thing now because i don't understand the game <laughs> and i'm rolling for someone who doesn't understand you're doing an excellent job I have two, oh God, two successes and then one other thing. Um, okay. So you have two successes and it sounds like you maybe got like a one, um, one hunger die, like miss or like, like this. yeah, but don't worry. Yeah. Y- y- oh, oh, you have two hunger successes, man. That's okay though. That's not a messy critical. So what you do is you slap him uh, across the face really hard and he's just like, <gasps> And he stopped crying. Get a hold of yourself, goddammit. You're in, you're coming out of a coffin. This isn't some time to lose your shot. <laughs> the door uh, comes uh, comes open now. And uh, you're looking at like kind of like a skinny guy covered in tats. He's got like long hair. Uh, and he's wearing like a, a little kind of like purple windbreaker and like tie off pants and like old sneakers and he's pale and his eyes have like an odd gleam in them that immediately makes you all feel sort of uneasy and then there's a woman with him too and this is uh, an african-american woman with dreads she um just emanates competence and just she's like she's like a cougar ready to pounce not like a cougar like cougar cougar town like, <laughs> you know like the uh, animal like, like the predatory animal exactly yeah. and sure. he's just like standing right behind him and like she just like clocks each of you with her but eyes is she over 40 and kind of hot 
She <laughs> looks like um, uh, she is of indeterminate age. My God. Yeah, I think I was I was all ready to, to smash whoever walked through, but the just the presence of these people is enough to kind of make me step back and cling to my rock <laughs> for comfort. Um, the small guy with the tats walks in and he's like, good, good. Um, all right, we're letting you out. So, um, yeah, follow me. Uh, and he starts walking down, uh, some old creaky stairs outside the apartment and the door is wide open. Oh, but, uh, don't run off or something because we can catch you like that. And then uh, our orders are to destroy you. So, and he uh, starts walking down these the other people and give a shrug and then start following him. Uh, I follow behind. I, uh, I poke the goth kid ahead of me. Um, You heard the guy and then I walk out after him. Um, the goth kid is kind of like, he's like tapping you on the shoulder and he's like, are we kidnapped? I mean, I don't understand what's going on. Like, like, what did they do? It's like, do, do I have AIDS? Like, I don't understand. Like, he's just saying nonsense. And as you're walking down the stairs, uh, you come to kind of a landing of this apartment building. And there's like an old door that they kind of like, and they open up. Uh, and then you are out onto the streets of Pittsburgh. And it is a cold day in October. They just let us go? No. He goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, uh, uh, don't go anywhere, sweetheart. He goes, so don't ask me why, but even though your sires broke the tradition of progeny, you all are giving a shot at existing, uh, which is uh, mind blowing, but they're letting you uh, have a shot. So uh, right now, uh, I've been told that uh, you have a little time to hunt and then I'm to take you to Elysium. I'm Nixon. This is Bex, by the way. Here's a Can fun I... fact about Miles Vanderbilt is that he's in an effort to identify with his daughter who's ha- he's had a really a strange relationship with. He's read a lot of young adult um, novels. <laughs> and in his mind, he's thinking, please tell me this isn't what I think it is. And so <laughs> thinking of Twilight and other things like that, obviously not clearly what it really is he goes wait hang on a minute hang on a minute and he's looking at the blood and the things and the coffins and stuff and he goes are, are we vampires um okay so that's that's where you're at in your journey that's okay <laughs> uh y- yes uh by the way that's a secret so don't tell anybody and i'm telling you that under our supervision, me and Bex, you have an hour to get a bite to eat if you are, you know, uh, chomping at the bit. I think um, there's a Jr. down the street. Can I approach them? Because I don't think, I, I think that they must be like addicts that have kidnapped us for some reason. So I kind of, can I go up to them and sort of try to surreptitiously and scared sort of say like, persuade them a little bit like, Look, I, if you want money, if it's money that you want, I have money. I can, you just please let me go. Like begging basically to be released. <sighs> There's no getting released. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's just, 
honey, there's just, that's not it. That's that you, you, that you're going to go through an initiation process. It could We're go. Vampires, miss. What it means is that we have to drink blood. If we go outside, we sweat, we twinkle like Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Think about it. The blood. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now yeah. we're much closer. There we go. I mean, we're doing healthy, <laughs> a shitty, healthy impression. <laughs> God damn it! It's just like in the Twilight books. F- follow me, and he uh, starts to lead you and Bex and uh, down a side street, and you kind of come to. Uh, is everybody following? Do people? I'm not trying to railroad you. If someone wants to ask another question or uh i have a question just lore wise do do does anyone um are there like whispers about vampires existing is there any sort of you know murmurings apart from twilight that they might be real kind of thing great uh great question in our world you have been exposed to all of the pop culture things that you as a player probably have been exposed to and of course, just like you as a player, if someone told you that vampires are real, you would probably go, oh, okay, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so there, and I think particularly for you, since you're not a, an occultist or any type of character like that, you would you would probably not believe in them. Okay, cool. So is this uh, so is this some sort of like um, is this some sort of like sex thing for you people? I've heard about this. I've heard about this. Like a bunch of um, bunch of fucking rich guys will get together and and like hunt somebody for sport or for freaking or like eyes wide shut. I hear that shit is like real. So when you say that, uh, Nixon like really starts laughing. He goes, "Okay, now this guy made me laugh. I like this guy. No, <laughs> it is not a sex thing. In fact, you can't have sex anymore. Uh, you can't eat." Carl's nothing's Jr. changed for me. Ah. <laughs> uh, Look, just just follow me for a second. Uh, and he he walks away. Bex is kind of behind you, like kind of ushering you to like go with him. Okay, now that I got now feeling a little bit more desperate, can I do what Curtis did earlier and sort of look around for a, a weapon that I could kind of surreptitiously grab? Sure. You're out on the street, um, and you're not really a fighter as much as no, definitely not. As him, so could you just give me a wits plus awareness roll? Sure can. That'll be that, I believe. Zero successes. Damn. Um, you can't find anything, and in fact, okay. when you look up again from your like kind of quick visual tr- search, you see that the woman Bex is like standing over you, like looking right into your eyes. Uh, I. Immediately look away and I hurry along to follow everyone else. Okay, so they take you guys to where kind of this uh, area of like tenements and like abandoned warehouses is right abutting. Like suddenly you walk out into this street and it's full nighttime and the whole street is nothing but bars and like vape shops. And suddenly the traffic, there's a lot of traffic. There's young people stumbling along, laughing, screaming at each other. The cars are going by slowly honking at people on the sidewalk. There's bright neon lights flashing everywhere. There's a strip club. You're in kind of like a high traffic area. Uh, And again, uh, Nixon turns to you and is like, 
Look at that. It's a buffet. Now, is anyone hungry? But as you watch, I mean, you're talking about, are you talking, are you talking about what I think you're talking about? Yes. I mean, does anyone need to feed? Because you're about to go through a pretty arduous testing process. Can I, for, can I make some, since I am hungry, can I make some kind of like beast within check or something? Or am I not hungry? I have three hunger. You, you have three hunger. If uh, the, the the other two have one, that's kind of your resting play, you know, area for your hunger, right? But you have three. So yeah, you're hungry. And what I will even say, uh, Thomas, is that as Miles watches these young people go by laughing, you know what I mean? Like drinking bottles out on the street, he suddenly becomes aware of their scent as they walk by him. Like, like they, they, they kind of like, you know, when you're close to someone and you can just like, you can just feel their heat. Like that's yeah, wafting. I'm going to take them in. That's wafting across the sidewalk toward you. Yes. You feel like you can hear their heartbeats. You can feel their heartbeats beating in your face and in your hands. What would you like to do? I want to roll or somehow determine if I can control myself or not. Because I kind of want to fail this roll, but what do I roll? <laughs> I think that you should make a uh, resolve plus composure roll. Resolve plus composure. Okay, so that's a total of seven dice and then mm-hmm. three hunger dice. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to click roll. Pop. Whatever the fuck this means. Okay. Oh. That means you have t- completely controlled yourself. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They look pretty tasty. Anyway. (laughs) Are we having the same experience? Obviously, we're not as hungry, but are we having the same experience as Miles? Um, You're not. It's not quite as acute, but yes. Okay. Finally, you see uh, uh, Nixon whisper something to Bex, and she kind of walks out into where all the people are kind of walking. And they're now kind of like, you know, bumping her as they like pass by and stuff. And she kind of, um, she kind of is like looking for someone. And finally, uh, they pull, uh, like a guy out of the sidewalk, like literally like, just like by keeping eye contact with him, she pulls a guy out of the sidewalk into the alley where you are all standing. And this guy's like really kind of like reeling. Like he's like, the reason they were able to do this is because he's like almost fallen down drunk. And uh, Nixon says, Bex, show him how it's done. And then he goes to the mouth of the alley to kind of keep an eye out. And she just like looks at all of you and then <laughs> opens her mouth and huge fangs come out of her mouth. And she just <laughs> right into the guy's neck. And he sits there going, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I start to faint. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I guess we want to resolve plus composure roll from you to see if you do things. <laughs> resolve plus composure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So that's two, okay. So two to one. <laughs> one success possible bestial failure. Okay. Um, one success possible bestial failure. Okay. So, cause it sounds like you got like a, I got one of them red skull lads. You got a red skull and you got a one success. I think that you only get the bestial failure though. Clint, help me out here. 
you only get the bestial failure if you only get the red skulls and you don't get any successes. Is that correct? We're throwing a Clint. Clint, ladies and gentlemen, throwing a Clint on the rules. Here we go. Uh, so uh, I'm going to make a battlefield uh, <laughs> uh, judgment and say a bestial failure is not necessarily a critical failure. So uh, I think you should treat this like a messy uh, role. So she, Rather, she, she doesn't she, frenzy. She doesn't frenzy, but she does something vampiric right now. Indeed. Okay. Bye. <laughs> um, it sounds like your hunger is getting the best of you, uh, Jen Brown. Uh, instead of fainting, something is going to, you're going to act out. The beast in you is going to act out in some way. I'm going to, do you want me to tell you what happens or do you want to uh, decide? Um, so. Right. So she's still afraid of the sight of blood, but now is hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and chomp and then barf. And then <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like the push and the pull. Well, it, w- it wouldn't be bestial, but I feel like she would start having like almost like a full blown panic attack or something. Um, OK, that's you know what? That's fine for th- for tonight's adventure. That's fine. Now, uh, if this character continues and got like a higher hunger that could mean real danger for her okay that's what you feel like so jen brown just falls to the ground and starts having a full-blown panic attack and you know her heart is like uh beating really fast and she can't breathe and she's like (gasps) 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 i see this i see the fangs in the neck of this guy and i take the rock that i've had in my hand this whole time and bring it up and do my best to bring it down right onto the head of Bex. Okay. Um, uh, great. Um, let's roll our dexterity plus wits. Uh, you and uh, we're not going to go into full combat for everybody. I want Curtis to roll his dexterity plus wits, and I want one of my um, one of my guards here, one of my uh, vampires, to to roll the same. Oh shit. Oh shit, Ross! What are you fucking doing? <laughs> You're starting to fight with a goddamn vamp. Falling back on my training. <laughs> Four successes. Um, great. Um, so this is a uh, critical success, and Uh-oh. this vampire also has um, like uh, celerity, which is a super speed power. So. Ooh. So Nixon, uh, the guy that's been talking to you the whole time, literally like is suddenly in front of you and grabs the rock as it comes down. And it's like, he's like, you're being given a chance that you don't even deserve. You're being given a chance to continue your existence from here on out. Do not fail the test before it has begun. Do you understand? Give us a chance to make our case. Okay, I dropped the rock. <laughs> can can I, the player, elect that Miles Vanderbuck loses Vanderbuck loses his composure and gobbles <laughs> up the blood? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Miles can't contain himself. Suddenly, unbeknownst to even him, he sort of um, lunges forward and sort of like pathetically, he doesn't even bite into the neck. He just like licks up the blood that's been spilt <laughs> like a sad stray dog. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Great. 
what am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, after a little bit, Bex pushes him off, uh, but he can take his hunger down to, ah, for for tonight, we'll say he takes his hunger down to one. That's fine, like with the other characters after doing that. And and, uh, meanwhile, Jen Brown is still having a panic attack on the ground, and uh, Nixon walks up to her and is like, fucking thin bloods. He's like, quit hyperventilating. You don't breathe. You don't need to take air into your lungs. Quit. <laughs> and she just suddenly stops when she realizes that it kind of catches up with her, that nothing was happening. There was no passage between lungs happening. It was all kind of psychosomatic, and it just stops in a second. And I think maybe that, that speech hits Curtis, too, and he's like, and it really, really dawns on him for the like it's all crashing down now. And, oh my god! Uh, and you see, oh my god, the like, fucking vampire! Uh, and she starts like not that pacing. Um, they look at each other and shake their heads and are like, "Okay, I think feeding time is over. We're this close to breaching the masquerade. Follow me." Um, and uh, they literally drop the drunk uh, guy who has like one of those big floppy, like cat in the hat hats, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like uh, in the alley where he lays there and he looks like any other uh, guy who didn't quite make it home from his Friday night out. Um, and uh, they walk you uh, down the street uh, and you, you walk. From I up- ask yes. Mm-hmm. Did you kill him? And uh, he did. Uh, Nixon turns to him and goes, no, we didn't kill him. You shouldn't, kill people on the street and leave a trail of bodies okay we took enough to slake our hunger and that's it see this is this is what we're trying to impress upon you uh, uh, okay and they keep walking and i want to uh tell you about your character a little bit ashley jen is a thin blood which means that uh-huh. she is um very uh, very far removed from like the original um source of the vampiric blood that 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 turned her into a vampire so even though you uh realized you don't have to breathe after a little bit you realize that your body is doing it again anyway mm. um in other words your human habits die really hard for you okay um you come to a skyscraper uh after about a 10 minute walk and this skyscraper looks like if someone made a mausoleum out of black metal and gave it 62 floors. Um, and um, actually, uh, Vanderbuck would know what building this is. Maybe you guys would too. This is the U.S. Steel Building. Uh, and it is completely forged out of hard, black, ugly-looking steel. Um, Nixon and Bex walk you into the lobby. They walk you into a elevator uh, and they hit a button for the 60th floor. And then he turns to you and the goth guy who no one has even talked to yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And he said, no, and you don't have to, but he's still there. Uh, he's just learned to shut up or the old man's going to hit him in the face again. Um, and he, he says to you, we're about to enter Elysium. Uh, you will meet other vampires. Uh, they are extremely powerful and extremely old. They can destroy you in a moment. But one of the rules of Elysium is no violence. 
Okay. Uh, do not do anything stupid. This is your one chance to keep existing. Good luck. Uh, beep. Finally, the doors open on the 60th floor, and you are looking at a party in full swing. Um, uh, on this level, the huge windows that cover one wall look out over the entire city, which is lit up beautifully. Uh, here, everything is done in shades of red with uh, thick curtains and uh, comfortable places for people to lounge. And uh, there are many people in here laughing and, uh, and kind of like drinking uh, something dark out of big uh, glass goblets. Um, and there is just kind of a, a feeling, even though there are so many people in here, you all instinctively know what it feels like when you walk into a busy bar or when you walk into your friend's house for like a birthday party, you feel the heat of other people when, when that happens. You don't realize that you, you feel that, but you do on an instinctive level. But when you walk in here, despite all the laughter and the warm colors, it is cold, very cold. Um, Nixon and Bex take take a stance like this on either side of the elevators and is and uh, Nixon says to you I was told to tell you that you can go mingle <laughs> all right <laughs> okay um walk out of the elevator I maybe turn I turn to Jen and uh just uh and just give her a look and I'm like Seriously, though, are you, are you okay? I don't know, man. Are we fucking vampires? What? Until he mentioned the breathing thing, I didn't really, it didn't hit, but I haven't, I haven't taken a breath since. Um, you hear a laughter, um, and you realize that uh, a woman across the room with, like, white blonde hair is looking right at you and listening to your conversation, even though she's, like, Oh, I'd say probably at least 40 feet away. And she's like laughing and looking at you and whispering to her friends. Um, and she laughed right at the moment where you were like, are we fucking vampires? Um, I think I'm going to try. I feel like Jen is the type of person that doesn't like parties anyway. So I'm going to try to find the quietest, least occupied corner and make a beeline. Great. Um, that's an interesting idea. I think that uh, I'm just going to let you go off to do that. Okay. Um, are you? Is it okay to separate from the other uh, PCs here? It's fine with me. But is that what you your character wants to do? Yes. Okay. So Jen sort of just kind of wanders into the party, and she's kind of trying to stay away from the main crowd of people. Um, and we'll come back to her in just a second. But what would Curtis or Miles like to do? <laughs> I look I look at Miles and I just am like, you uh got a little uh Oh thanks. I wipe it off. <laughs> Make some small chat like you served. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Worked at the talks for 40 years, that kind of thing. <laughs> um and then I say, well, listen here, man, if this is true, then 
then we better take this seriously. I mean, unless you want to, unless you want to die again, Fuck sounds no. like we gotta be vampires, I guess. I mean, it seems that way, but I don't like what I heard about initiation. In my experience, those uh, sort of rituals don't always go too uh, pleasantly. And then I take a look at Goth Kid. What's he doing? Uh, <laughs> he uh, uh, is uh, picking a glass off of a uh, tray that goes by, and he's sniffing it, and he looks up at you, and he goes, Holy shit, man. <laughs> And it's like dribbling down his chin. Making some blood. Um, I uh, I take a glass off the same tray as it goes by if I can. Um, great. Um, I also want to see who's. I'm 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 big on like class difference. Like who are, <laughs> who are the servers here? What's the uh, what's the vibe of the catering crew? <laughs> no, interesting. Why don't you give me? A uh, wits plus uh, that sounds like streetwise to me. All right, four successes. Great. Um, you notice that all of the servers appear to be alive, like Jen. They, you know, they have heat and pink faces. And you also notice because you got so many successes that they have, uh, they all are tattooed on the back of their necks. They have brands. Jesus. I turn to Miles. You ever heard the fucking Illuminati man? The Bilderberg group? Bohemian Grove? Have you heard of that shit? Oh, yeah, brother. I've heard about all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, only, the only organization that I know and trust is the local 335. Hey. <laughs> right on, man. Working men of the world unite. <laughs> um, that's a good place for us to go back to Jen. <laughs> who has found a uh who's found a nook of the uh party that you know it, it's it, there's like a nook that leads off to like one of those places where you know you ever go to like a a club where actors and their managers meet and there's a nook of books that no one ever looks at uh -huh. uh, with like a like a you know a sofa near it or whatever well that's that's what's here it's like a quiet corner of the party and uh, in that area, there is a, a, an older gentleman with long white hair, and he has kind of a, a bland Midwestern face, uh, and he's wearing like uh, suspenders and shirt sleeves and, uh, you know, uh, formal trousers. And he's kind of dorky, like dorky witcher. Uh, <laughs> dorky witcher. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And he's looking through uh, books, and uh, you see that he definitely has the pallor about him as he looks through these old books. Uh, and uh, when you walk over, or when you look into this area, he turns and he says, Hello. Um, hi. And then I kind of sit on the sofa and, and sort of stare at the ground. Uh, I take a glance at him. Is there anything I can, like, glean about him as in terms of like if he's a bit more gentle than the people that were shoving us around does he seem like a dick does he Ab seem amenable that's a that's interesting why don't you give me a uh i'm gonna call it a we insight 
and add that to your charisma. Insight. Charisma plus insight. I want That's you to five. So that would be four dice, right? And then one hunger. Two successes. Okay. So um based one on one hunger. Does that matter if one of them is hunger? Um, one of them is a hunger success, but not a hunger critical, right? So yeah. that should be fine. Yeah. Um, that's just a that'll be a success in this case. And um the vibe you get from him is uh very homespun and fatherly. It's, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, minus the hat, yes. <laughs> Hello there, English. <laughs> oh, you're one of the visitors tonight, aren't you? What does that mean? And then I maybe I start like, can you, I, I don't know what's happening. I just woke up. I'm like start start babbling. Can you help me? I don't like. No, let me explain what's happening. Um, okay, where to begin? Um, well, you you were turned into one of the kindred, uh, which is uh, our word for vampires. Is what we we call ourselves by um by a sect of vampires that are called anarchs. Did they mention anything about... Uh, they haven't told us anything. Anarch movement or anything? That, that the woman who, who turned you, she didn't tell you anything about her organization or... No, I don't remember anything. Plans that she might have had going forward? No? No. Well, we didn't think that they were very professional. Uh, but uh, it is against our laws. Uh, to create uh, new vampires without the express permission of uh, our uh, authorities. Um, and uh, we here at this, uh, this gathering uh, belong to an organization called the Camarilla. Uh, and we believe uh, that uh, if vampires are to exist, they must follow some common sense laws uh, so that they will not be uh, found out by the various human authorities and destroyed. Does that make more sense? Kind of. Um, she said something about an initiation. I don't know what that means. Oh, I think it just means a, a sort of meet and greet. He sits down beside you on the sofa and he kind of looks you over. And he goes, you are very flush. Did you uh, call upon your blood to achieve this effect? I don't, I just woke I all I know is that I woke up in a coffin about 20 minutes ago. I don't, I don't, I haven't even looked at myself. Right. So Can this I is, look at myself? Uh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, and he uh, kind of goes through uh, this, uh, his wallet and he finds he has actually has one of those like little shaving mirrors or whatever. And he shows you, you can see your own face. Can I see where the, the bite mark was? Nope. It's gone. So, okay. So then I feel like... <laughs> This would make me start thinking, maybe, is this all bullshit? Oh, I assure you, it's 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 not bullshit. No, I, I assure you. Um, oh, geez. How could I prove it to you? <laughs> uh, mm, okay. Uh, like this. Show us your penis. <laughs> Here's how I'll show you. It's all been an elaborate ruse, man. For this uh, moment. He, he, um, he, Suddenly, his lips aren't moving, and he goes, there, can you hear that? And you ah! hear it in your head. Uh, I, like, fully, I fall off the couch, um, shocked. Um, uh, he appears above you and goes, 
Oh dear, I I didn't mean to uh, startle you so. Um, Jen looks up at him, uh, just tears welling in her eyes, and goes, "Can you help me?" Um, if tears are welling in her eyes, I should let you know that, uh, and this is probably the most goth thing about vampire. <laughs> it is so fucking goth. <laughs> Do I cry blood? You cry blood. <laughs> oh I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> I don't want to play it. And I got to tell you something. The bats are in the belfry. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> fucking matters. Savage Garden on, man. Let's the go. Moment- well, I was going to say, at the moment you do that, one of the lesser albums of My Dying Bride starts to play. <laughs> uh, and um, he's like, may I help you up? Uh, I give him my hand. And he helps you to your feet. And he goes, yes, you are interesting, aren't you? You don't have the complexion the rest of us have, do you? Hey, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know about the outfit, but fine. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to uh, go uh, leave you for now, if I may, uh, yeah. Ashley, and leave Jen. And we're going to go back to our uh, other two uh, PCs here. Did you guys take any action? Are you I think during around? this time? During this time, if I may, Ross, Curtis and Miles have sort of quickly bonded over like conspiracy theories, <laughs> how like yeah. powerful are out to get us, and how like the you know union men and working stiffs and stuff really know what's going on, and that, and then that sort of leaves us with like, wait, are we in the Illuminati or are we like part of a section that's down to destroy them, kind of thing? And we're, yeah. at least Miles is kind of like. Okay, well, we got to figure out if we're with the enemy or if we're with a couple of, if we're, if we're a bunch of straight shooters, I would say, huh? The woman who, uh, the woman who gave me that, the woman I was sucking, <laughs> I was sucking her, man. Like, what of the I was sucking her. I was sucking her, and she said that vampires. They run everything. All the, all the businesses, all the governments, the, the militaries. So wait a second, Curtis. If vampires run everything and these guys are vampires, I say we blow this place to kingdom come. <laughs> Did you see what they can do? Well, um, at that moment, you uh, hear, you guys have kind of wandered farther into the party. And at that moment, you hear uh, the goth kid from earlier. And he's like, Loudly going, no, 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 I, I, I want to stay, I, I want to stay. And he's kind of being like dragged away. Uh, and there's like a like a, a woman who looks like a um, middle-aged housewife, just like watching him be like dragged away from her presence by Bex and um, Nixon. And being he's being dragged toward the elevator. Look Ooh. at that. See, I didn't like that dirty hippie any more than the next guy. But it, the, you want to know, you want the answer to the, if these guys are good guys or bad guys? Take a look at that. They're probably going to kill that cat. I am. The ex-presidents are surfers. And now he's Gary Busey as well. They're interchangeable. (laughs) Uh, Take a chill, old man. uh, Listen, Vanderbuck, relax. I I approach that um, matronly house marm. (laughs) Uh, She looks like a housewife, uh, middle-aged. And when she looks up at you, 
um, you realize that even beyond the vampiric pallor, her like roomy eyes and like the way her skin hangs on her, it doesn't hang quite right. And she looks a little bit like a corpse that's kind of been left out in the sun for about 12 hours. Uh, And she looks up at you like. (laughs) Just uh, pardon my interruption, but, you know, I was just wondering what my uh, (laughs) my elevator companion did to offend you. And I go to drink the blood. I'm like, oh, no, no. (laughs) Um, He didn't offend me. But he did break one of our laws, uh, and so he has failed his initiation. You did understand that this was a pass-fail scenario for you, didn't you? I'm afraid uh, nobody's uh, <laughs> described it in great detail to us yet. Hmm. Well, you are here to test whether you are worthy uh, of continued uh, existence. Everybody keeps saying that. The vampires here uh, petitioned the prince to create their own progeny and were denied. Uh, And since your sires uh, went ahead and created children uh, without any permission whatsoever, they were destroyed. But if you uh, prove yourselves useful, you may be allowed to continue. Well, uh, under our supervision. Let me prove myself useful, or send me to, to so I can be with Sue. God rest her soul. My ex, my my dead wife. You understand? Um, she looks at you and is like, "I don't believe that I was speaking to you." <laughs> she looks back to Curtis and she's like, um, "So, how do you think you could be useful to me, Curtis?" Well, that all depends what sort of things are of use to you. And when I'm talking to people, I generally like to know who I'm talking to. My name's Curtis Krieger. And yours? I'm called Miss Sonia. Oh, she's a dom. She's a total dom. <laughs> she's a dom. Curtis um, reaches back into his memory banks and imitates something he saw in a movie years ago when he was a kid. <laughs> Charmed, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find that uh, I don't really care much for uh, wit or funny lines. I'm looking for people who can help me protect this city from the things that threaten it. And you know it's threatened every night, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah. No one needs to tell me how under threat the city is. But what's a threat to you? (laughs) Well, anarchs. Anarchs uh, go and they breach the masquerade. They use their powers in public. They reveal vampire existence to the world. And then do you know what happens? The Inquisition. Did you know that there are organizations out there that exist just to destroy creatures like us? Did you know that one year ago, London, the entire Camarilla uh, organization there, was destroyed by hunters from the Second Inquisition. Uh, I'm afraid that news didn't reach us. (laughs) I bet that it did not. (laughs) If you would like to prove yourself worthy to continue to exist to me, 
you will bring me a secret. What something kind? interesting. Something that would be of use to me. You have the rest of the evening to figure out what that is. Good day. <laughs> and she wanders off. Uh, what the absolute goddamn holy fuck. I understood um, about 30% of that. You um, uh, again hear uh, just a peal of beautiful, like, uh, you know, uh, musical laughter. And again, uh, the woman with like the white blonde hair who is clearly dress- uh, dressed in a $700 outfit that's made to look kind of like rags is like watching you and like talking to uh, some very pale friends and keeping an eye on you from miles marches right on over to her. And I, and I kind of like, I want to as well, but I'm like, Hey, it's maybe not get the hell out of me. I know what this lady's all about. Mark march on over. I say, excuse me, ma'am. You find something so funny. You just can't keep it to your goddamn self. Well, uh, I do. I find the whole situation very absurd. Yes. What's so What's so funny? Huh? With your With your fancy, fancy clothes, you don't think a guy like me and a guy like him could be in here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry if it's so funny, but uh, unfortunately, you know, we didn't have a chance to get change of clothes before uh, we were. Uh, how shall we say? I don't know. Invited. Oh, well, I, I mean, I really don't care uh, about uh, the fact that uh, your outfit ha- has a stain on it. I mean, that really doesn't matter to us at all. Things can get very messy in here. Let me tell you. I mean, look, I mean, we don't care. And then she uh, walks over to one of her companions and sticks her finger into their neck and pulls. And a bunch of blood just gurgles up out of the companion's neck and splatters everywhere, all over the floor, all over her outfit. And she's like, see, so that's not like really you know uh an issue for <laughs> no i'm talking about the fact that it's uh utterly ridiculous that someone would have chosen this funny old man uh to give the gift to i mean it's truly epically hilarious no, there's funny old man i did 42 years of the docks working my ass off Making, uh, bringing in anything you want from cars to goddamn diapers. <laughs> Keep saying more of it. Relax, relax. Relax, relax. I hold. I do my best to hold him back. I'm like he's spitting. <laughs> um, I think you need to make uh, a. I think you need to make a. I think I want a willpower roll from you. Yeah, all right. So. One hunger die, I think. Okay. A willpower is somewhere. Is it called willpower? It is not one of your skills or attributes. It's lower on your sheet. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, that's seven and then one hunger. Done. Roll. Five successes, it says. Okay, so you don't attack or anything, but you continue to uh, control your character as you'd like and uh, scream and rant. And the whole time she's laughing at you, uh, and you're not even quite sure what she's laughing at. She finds the enti- your entire existence. I get it. I know exactly what she's laughing at. She doesn't think 
that's a couple of guys like us can be in this, can be part of this fancy organization. Well, I'm going to show her. I'm going to show you exactly what we're capable of. And then I'm going to go, I, tur- I turn to Curtis. I go, let's go find some goddamn juicy secret. Rub it in her goddamn face. <laughs> I'm going to be the best goddamn vampire this whole place has ever seen. <laughs> right, right. Wow, what a turn. <laughs> I, I, I kind of try to push him back and kind of turn to her. Be like, I've known people like you. Like what? I'm just saying, I've known people like you. That people think they, they, they've struggled. That you know uh, that you deserve the stuff that you got. What, because it just fell into your lap? You spend your whole life tricking yourself into believing that you, that you deserve all this? Yeah. In this world, there's haves and there's have-nots, all right? Yeah. And some people are born that way, and some people strive. But the people that are born that way tend to trick themselves into thinking that they got it through the sweat of their brow. Yeah. You know, laugh it up. She goes, um, very well. Um, you don't know anything about me, but I would say the difference between you and I is if I want something, I take it, and you cry that you don't have it. Um, she goes back to like licking blood off of her throat. Um, uh, let's go back to uh, Jen and uh, this uh, old man. So um, he's kind of been answering your question. Do you have more questions for him? Um, he mentioned he was part of a group and I've forgotten their name. The Camarilla. The Camarilla. So what does that mean? What do you do? We um, are a uh, government uh, for vampires. Right, you uh, keep the rules. The traditions, yes. Which uh, are? Uh, we make sure that... Um, Vampires don't create more vampires uh, without uh, the permission of the vampire authorities in the Camarilla so that the vampire populace doesn't overwhelm the earth. Uh, and there's uh, plenty of, um, well, blood for everybody. Um, we are a sect devoted primarily to uh, maintaining the masquerade, which is um, the agreement that we will not reveal our existence to humanity at large. Um, there are many other rules uh, about domain and hospitality and things like that. So we weren't meant to be made. No, no. In fact, I'm quite surprised that they have kept you around this long. Uh, tell me, so do you feel a heartbeat? Um. I sort of faintly touch my chest and think, and and for a second it seems like I have one, and then it sort of flutters and goes away, and then I I kind of have a start of panic, and then it comes back, um, but it seems wrong. What? Do you mind? Do, do and he uh, gets into a black bag at his side and he pulls out a uh, stethoscope. Would would you mind? Sure. Uh, and um, as he is uh, encountering this phenomenon you've just described, he starts uh, kind of chuckling to himself. 
fascinating. Uh, this is very forward. Uh, and you can say no. Would you mind if I cut you? Uh, I would uh, say that it is uh, with the idea that you would be able to use uh, your... Um, I would be able to show you, uh, that is, how to uh, use the blood to, um, to heal yourself. Uh, one of your capabilities now. Heal myself? Yes, uh, if I were to cut you. Uh, Jen starts sort of backing out of the room. I, was, I shouldn't have asked, and I'm always <laughs> making these mistakes. I, I hope you don't. Uh, I'm I'm uh, Dr. Orman, by the way. Are you leaving? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, what happens tonight if I don't pass the initiation? Am I? I'll, I'll be killed. If you. If you agree to let me study you, I can save you from the rest of them. I won't let them destroy you. I, I'm owed. They said that I could adopt tonight. So if if you um, agree to uh, get into a, uh, a deal with me here where uh, I'm allowed to uh, figure out some things about your particular condition, then uh, I can keep you safe. Can I do a like a perception-y type role on him to see if he's being earnest, if he's if he's a real creep? Yeah. Why don't you give me a wits plus uh, insight? And this time the difficulty uh, is going to be three. You need three successes to to find out what this guy's really all about. That's wits plus insight. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the same roll. What? Oh, re-roll? Okay. Wait, what? Okay, so... Weird. Hold on, that was weird, sorry. Uh, only two successes. Only two successes. One had stars on it? Does that mean anything? Um, that would be a critical... Uh, no, yeah, that's just a... That's a that's a, like a 10, so that's like a critical hit. But a, uh -huh. did you get two of those? You didn't get two of those. I so didn't. Did. I got a star one and I got a normie. Okay. So uh, you have to get two tens to score like a critical hit in this. Uh, okay. And you didn't do that. And you didn't hit the difficulty. So you don't know. You just don't know. And, and I will tell you as the game master, as the storyteller, that he might be on the level or he might be lying to you. He could be uh. very dangerous. Jen um, is going to think better of this conversation and is going to uh, try to sort of graciously extricate herself while walking backwards out the door. She's going to go try to find Miles and Curtis, but I'm assuming he might try to stop her. Okay. Um, I will say that uh, that's great. So that's, that's your scene. We're going to cut away from you for a moment. And as Miles and um, as Miles and Curtis are moving through the party, um, suddenly, Miles, you uh, seem to lose Curtis for a minute as uh, someone kind of moves in front of him, uh, moves between the two of you. And the man who has moved between the two of you uh, is all muscle, but he is uh, like packed into a really expensive suit. He is an African-American uh, man, um, and the suit is uh, slightly dated, even though it looks brand new. It it just has a little bit of seventies flair to it. Um, 
And he's like, you're one of the neonates. To me or to Curtis? To you. Curtis is like maybe moved away. Curtis, you can notice what's going on. But for the moment, this guy has uh, cornered uh, Miles. Anil, what now? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm a vampire, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You are a new vampire. That is uh, our term for new vampires. A new name. Yeah, who the hell are you? You're uh, recently embraced. Um, uh, My name is uh, Church. Well, hello, Church. I'm Miles, Miles Vanderbuck. You understand why you're here tonight? I'm supposed to be going on some goddamn trial, but I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be looking for. This is the trial. Oh. You're in it. You're experiencing it now. Right, right. Okay. Well, uh, what can you tell me about your background? Yeah, well, let's see. I I was a dock worker for... (laughs) <laughs> oh, Jesus, for 42 years. <laughs> can't breathe, can't cough. <laughs> for 42 years, and uh, a union man my whole life, and, well, just recently I lost my wife to, you know, the big, to the big one. <laughs> and, uh, well, to be honest, I'm not sure what to think, because it wasn't too long ago that I was thinking about ending it all myself, so... Truth be told, you tell me what to do. Well, I have a question for you that I've prepared. Has anyone else asked you a question or set some sort of task for you? He lies and says no. (laughs) Very well. Um, If you were going to set up a society of um, creatures like us, what do you think some of the rules would have to be? For vampires. Assuming we exist. <laughs> <laughs> I've, see, I've seen Twilight. Uh, I'm going to give you a little advice before you answer this question. Uh-huh. Don't think about Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I suppose if uh, we look at what people do we uh <coughs> we eat other things we eat other animals but we got to make sure we got to do it right you know my daughter always talks about grass-fed farms <laughs> do you so, believe that human beings would need to be put into a farm no well ah, jesus i guess if all you know is if you're a cow then you don't want to be anything else. He turns away from you and turns to <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> oh, fuck, he, turns, he, turns, he, he turns away from you. Uh, and he turns to Curtis and he's like, what about you? Do you have an answer to my question? Yeah, I couldn't help it over here. What laws would I set up for, for us? put people in a farm that's an interesting thought i mean maybe i don't know if there was a way to clone 
humans to, <laughs> to make like a, you ever see them? You don't like movies. Uh, you, um, <laughs> he hasn't seen twilight son. I'm going to give you one more chance to answer this question. What do you think the rules for vampires should be? I think you'd probably have to be as secretive as possible. Because if anybody fucking knew about this, they'd lose their minds and they'd come at you with everything they had. Although maybe they wouldn't, given that the world's basically run by vampires anyway. You just have to make it look so appealing or just distract them with other stuff so much that they'd never rise up against you, just like the way it is out there. Thank you. And he walks away. I think he liked your answer better. Um, uh, Jen, you can find the other two now if you'd like. Oh, he let me go? Um, well, oh, you were making a decision, but I thought that you said you wanted to go find the other. Yes, I, I wanted to move out of the room. I shouldn't give you an opportunity to maybe kill me. I, yes, I leave and I go to find the guys. <laughs> his, as you walk away, his, he was like, the offer is still on the table. Let me know. Uh, Okay. <laughs> um, so um, you guys are kind of gathering together, and then finally, um, this like kind of like bald guy with like a tattoo on his back and on his throat, like sort of like bangs like this little gong, and he's like, "Never a good sign." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, only uh, an hour left. Uh, so. Uh, be sure to uh, speak uh, to everyone you wish to have spoken to. I find I find Miles and Curtis. Mm-hmm. Can we can we uh, run? To, well, yeah. Where you been? There was a a guy. Uh, he said he was a doctor in the other room. Um, he said he wanted to cut me. I, that he could save me if I let him. I don't know what to. I feel like we got to make a, a, a choice, pick a lane here or something. I saw a woman cut somebody a moment ago. They didn't even blink. I've, I've only seen arterial spray like that where somebody dies a few seconds later. What should we I, do? I got no clue. Everybody here is a goddamn psychopath. They're not just psychopaths, man. <laughs> Get it through your head, man. Vampires are real. I know. God damn it. That's why we got to blow this whole thing up. <laughs> They're not gonna let us blow. They they they, they can hear across the room. They they they're, they're super fast. They're super smart. There's, I don't know what we can do to do any. They're listening to us right now. They're okay. hearing everything we're thinking. So you guys sort of talk about everything that has happened, right? Yeah, I would love to be caught up on all the info that. that yeah, I'll do heard. it. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Um, so, so after hearing that, I'm like, I think I answered that guy's question. Okay. I would like for um, Jen to yes. make a, um, I think it's going to be an intelligence plus politics role. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's a five. Okay, so it's the same. I've been rolling general. Two successes. Um, Jen, uh, you realize that you... Uh, that you know, they told you about the weird woman they talked to who asked them for a secret. Uh huh. You realize that you have one, and it's that this right. uh, this guy is like <laughs> looking to 
experiment on younger vampires or, you know, he's offered them, he's offered you basically a reprieve if you allow him to. Okay. Um, what the, the woman that asked you for the secret, no one gives me a great feeling here, but how did she seem? Did she say, tell you anything about herself other than did you get a read? Can he do no a one, retroactive? No one no. seems great. No one seems great. And if you saw her, she'd seem even less great. The lady looks like a half-rotted pumpkin, right? <laughs> but suddenly like, beside all of you. That is kind of like a nice gives me a nice Halloween-y feeling. Yeah, sure. <laughs> She's like Seems. instantly beside you. And she goes, Do you have a secret for me? Lady Sonia, unless my memory fails. Miss Sonia. Can I do a read on her? A perception um, read? <laughs> you can. Why don't you roll uh, Jen Brown's patented uh, wits plus insight on her? Wits plus insight, I believe, is still five. Yes, okay, great. Damn. Zero successes. Um, all I can tell you is that she is grotesque in a way the other vampires aren't. This is a weird Baba Yaga type creature <laughs> that is like looking you over and looking your friends over and saying, do you have a secret for me? Yes, I have a secret. Yeah, we do. We have a secret. For we you. have a secret. Um, there's a doctor. He wants to experiment. On Foreman. Huh? Foreman. Yes. What did he um, say? He wants to experiment on young vampires. In what way? What, what is he asking to do? I don't know. He asked if he could cut me and find out what I could do. Yes, you, because you're different, aren't you? I don't know. I... And she walks off into the party. Uh, and now someone is shouting everybody, um, and it's the woman with the white blonde hair, and she's like, Okay, okay, it's time to make our decisions, everybody. So can I have those who have been honored tonight, please make their way over here to the dais. Uh, she's standing on a dais, and you see uh, the African-American vampire that you spoke to earlier, the guy, the muscly guy in the 70s suit. He kind of takes the stage. And then you see uh, the... Um, uh, a doctor uh, kind of uh, scurry up onto the dais and sit with his black bag and you see um, oh, the old woman the, the weird, grotesque old woman take the stage and um, finally the woman with white blonde hair says um, alright Mr. Jackson, have you made a selection? um and he kind of looks over the three of you and he says, Curtis Krieger. And then there's a smattering of applause. I just feel a chill. <laughs> I, do, I, feel, I feel no relief. Uh, and then uh, the uh, uh, woman with the white blonde hair turns to Miss Sonia and says, Miss Sonia, have you made a selection? And Miss Sonia looks at the doctor pointedly for a moment and then goes, the thin blood girl. And there's another smattering of applause. I lean over to Curtis and I go, are we about to get separated? 
I don't know. Um, and then um, it is uh, the doctor's turn. Uh, Dr. Orman, have you made a selection? And he goes, the thin blood girl, uh, whose name is uh, Miss Brown, uh, has already shown interest in joining me uh, in, in, in the work of Clan Tremere. Isn't that right, Miss Brown? Uh, I, Miss um, Brown. Oh, <laughs> uh, never been the bell of the ball before. I don't know what's happening. Uh, I'm going to. Can I? Um, hmm. There's no uh, way I can roll my way. The whole white blonde here says, "Well, darling, make just make a selection. Who would you rather learn from?" Um. Miss Sonia, please. Um, and you see the doctor kind of like go like, ah, 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 and he stands up and he begins to walk out of the room and the one with white blonde hair laughs. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> okay, and I'm going to make a pick as well because I don't think anybody here will. Uh, deny me that. Would anyone like to stand up and say that I don't have the right? And you hear the other vampires whisper with each other, but they don't say anything. And she's like, I would like to have the old man come work for me because he made me laugh. <laughs> God damn it. Miles <laughs> seeds. <laughs> and then she says, but before... These relationships can be confirmed. You are being given a great honor. You will take the back staircase and walk up to the 64th floor where you will be gifted to be in the presence of our prince and ruler, Button Gwinnett. <laughs> Everybody laughs. <laughs> He will personally confirm that you get to continue existing. Gwyneth, button Gwyneth from the uh, from the the assignee of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> um, and now uh, Nixon and Bex open a doorway with a staircase leading yes. up the stairwell. New Englander, and everybody is. Cheering you and uh, telling you to go up the staircase. We uh, have no choice. I, I, all right, let's go. Playing long has kept us alive this far. Um, whatever I say, alive. Whatever the fuck this is. Okay, you um, begin climbing up the stairs. And any uh, last things you'd like to say to each other as you uh, go past the sixty-first floor, then the sixty-second floor, and you see that there are big windows in this staircase and again you look out over the city and you see that the lights uh, covering the city are still alive but there's now just the faintest hit of hint of dawn sort of slowly creeping out of the east um is there anything else you'd like to say before you come into the presence the, awesome the presence of the prince of the city what's the other over on whether this has all been a game to fuck with us and they're just going to drink our blood and push us off the building right now my daughter got back from new york one time and said she saw some show called uh 
uh, uh, some show where everyone was in masks, and uh, it was That's kind of perf- huh? Phantom of the Opera. No, no, no. Everyone was in masks. It was some kind of performance art. Maybe this is all some goddamn show, huh? Um, as you pass the uh, 62nd floor, I would like for all of you to make a wits plus awareness roll. In the words of the twins, you got it, dude. One success. Uh, two successes. One successes. One successes. Okay. Only... Curtis Krieger notices as you're climbing the 62nd floor and you're going past one of the big windows, a body falls. Do I recognize it? It goes by so quickly. All that you are sure of is that you just saw a humanoid body fly past the window downward. (laughs) Did anyone else see that? See what? It's like just what I just said. I, somebody just fell right, right, right past us. What? Can I go to the window and try to look? There's no way yeah, to look down. You, now you you get your face up against the window, Jen Brown, but it's there's no way to look down. Whatever was there is gone. Oh God, it's gonna be us. What if they did that to us? <sighs> Why would they toy with us that much down there? They just dragged. Did anyone catch the name of that guy? Why did they drag him out? <laughs> Why they drag the crow out of here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was they the, wanted oh to get God, rid of us. They could have just gotten rid of us. Relax. They can hear you. <laughs> so, uh, um, the only thing left to do, unless you'd like to go back down to the party, is to keep climbing. No, keep climbing. Let's go. Um, you come to the door, to the 64th floor, the top floor, the penthouse. Um, it's just, it's just a door that you push like a fire door. Would you like to open it? Can we try to hear on the other side if there's anything going on? You absolutely can. Um, and are we we being escorted or is it just us? You were just put in there and the door slammed behind you. Interesting. Um, when you put your ear to the door, uh, Jen Brown, you hear, um, louder than it feels like it should be the sounds of wind and traffic. That's it. That's all I can tell you with the door closed. Okay. Uh, I kind of back up and go, does anyone else want to do the honors? I'll, I'll fucking do it. And then so I reach out and uh, turn the handle and slowly open the door. As you open the door, you see that you're about to enter um, an entire floor of an enormous skyscraper that someone has turned into their personal apartment. The floors are carpeted. To one side there's like uh, a bed and it's a big four-poster Louis the 14th deal. Uh, someone's turned it into like a very, very opulently rich studio. There are what looks like computers that have like the minority report uh, interface where it's glass. <laughs> and But then directly uh Opposite you, and then to the left a little bit, there is an enormous desk, the kind that Lex Luthor went <laughs> behind. And near that desk, there are glass cases with old matchlock pistols, and and there's a glass case with like a, a, an old torn flag where it's the stars and stripes, but the stars are in a circle. Mm-hmm. And behind that desk is a enormous bay window, and it is shattered open. 
air is blowing in from the night sky and looking down out of the window, someone turns to you. He has long, stringy black hair and weird goth makeup on that's been smeared. (laughs) (laughs) And he turns to you and he goes, yes, you made it up here. The prince of the city has gone. My name's Alder. Now is our chance to change things. Will you join me in the Anarch movement? <laughs> <laughs> you, you kill Button Gwyneth? <laughs> More or less. I, I think let's, let's close the... I want to I I run over to him. Or run over to the desk and all. I shut the. I make sure this door shut. You've been holding out on us, man. You, you, you're not telling us everything that you know. Are, are you? I, I, Anarchs, you said that, Jen. Jen, what, what, what is yeah, going wait, on? I thought you were like us. I thought the embrace that I attempted was a failure. Uh, so I posed as one of you. <laughs> um, uh, it let me get a lot of good intel about the people downstairs, and let me tell you. We have got to take them down. And I've already taken the first step. Okay? The prince is ash on the street below. Now you have to decide right now. Are you with me? Or are you with them? I'm with you. If I'm not with you, am I going to be ash on the sidewalk? Maybe. (laughs) And now his fangs are really visible. Then I'm with you, buddy. Well, first, I want to know how the fuck we're getting out of here. Because it seems to me that the only two ways are back through that party and out that window. So, you agree? You're joining the Anarch movement? If it's to take down these people? These things? That's what you want to do? Set this right? Uh, knock over this fucking pyramid these people have built? All the, all the things that control us, man. Don't you see? These guys are the guys we gotta get in with. Right. Okay. <laughs> then let's get out of here. Shall we? Uh, How? He is like, uh, there's probably no time to search this office for things that we could use against them, is there? Hold on. You didn't have a plan when you did that? <laughs> it sort of just happened. I mean, give me some credit. I got in here. I start going through the desk. I oh, shove okay. him away and I start going for the desk. Okay, as you do that, um, you find um, a thumb drive. Can I? Does everyone else see I have a thumb drive now? Um, only if you want to show them. I'll, I pocket it. Okay, great. He's like, anything that we could use. Uh, uh, look, uh, these books, maybe they have some sort of occult significance. No, you're right. We have to get out of here. Um, how are we look look out the window, man. Is there anything? Is there is there like a is there like an awning? Is there a, a cable? Anything? Uh, and he looks out, and at that moment, I push him. Really? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an attack roll. Okay. <laughs> what what is that? How do I do that? <laughs> um, give me a dexterity plus brawl roll. <laughs> Ross, you salty dog. (laughs) One success. That's too bad because he critical succeeded to notice you're about to do it. Shit. And the thing that he does as you do that is he grabs you and he 
goes with your energy and pulls you and pushes you out the side of the building instead. Okay. Now, <laughs> well, there's only one thing that I need you to do, Curtis Krieger. Mm-hmm. I need you to uh, use the one dot of discipline you have and tell me That's what. That's right. I've n- nearly forgotten. It just came back to me. Uh, weight of a feather. I'm going to use it, I guess. Yes. Um, let's bring up how weight of a feather works. But I believe it is just a rouse roll. And then, which is just like kind of to see if you get hunger from using your powers. So just roll a single 10-sided die. Could I also ask? Yeah. What does far reach mean? You have a supernatural power. And uh, as a thin-blooded vampire, it is dependent on the type of blood you ingest and how you mix it. So for you, that's something you might have learned a little bit more earlier. It might not be something you do right at this moment. But it is what it sounds like. It's like a, I can reach Yeah, far. and in fact, in, in this incredible moment, I might allow wild manifestations of disciplines to occur in this moment. It's a climactic high-stress moment. How'd that rouse roll, roll go? Doing it now. Come on, Ross. Roll them you just, you just roll on zero success. Fuck. That's okay. That's okay. It doesn't mean that your power doesn't work. It only means that you gain hunger from it. So oh. you need to go ahead and gain, uh, I think, a point of hunger so that you're up to hunger too. And That's what right. happens is as Curtis Krieger falls out the window, you see him plummet for a moment. And then suddenly he's doing that Lost Boys thing where like, it's like, ah, <laughs> I don't know if he laughed, but he's <laughs> spiraling downward slowly, like spinning as he goes 63 floors down to the street level. Just instinct and took over. Now, uh, the guy you've been talking to who uh, called himself Alder turns to you <laughs> and he's baring his fangs and he looks very angry uh, at this turn of events that someone tried to turn on him. Let's see how he does with a... Yeah, he does very poorly, and he just leaps at you, uh, Jen Brown. Um, He leaps towards you and uh, lets all all of us that are still in the building, (laughs) let's roll um, our wits plus uh, dexterity. Yeah, our dexterity. Or actually, I think this would be a a brawl uh, contest. So let's do wits plus brawl. Yeah. Oh, two successes. A surprise. Okay. Oh, wait. Two successes is hunger. And like my hunger. It's not a critical or anything. Does that matter? Uh, two successes, uh, but they're both oh, hunger successes. Yeah. Okay. Are they tens or no. are they the little symbols? Okay. Then you're okay. okay. You don't have like a, but, but you succeeded to the tune of two. How'd you do, uh, my friend, uh, Miles Vanderbilt? Uh, it's, it says one, one success with that. Oh, that's a that's okay. That's not that's also not a messy critical. So you succeeded to the tune of one. This guy fails. This guy fails. So you guys get to both act before him. He's turning to you and he's like, <laughs> "What do you do? Should we finish what Curtis started?" Him for sure? <laughs> yeah, I can tell I, you why, but uh, I'm not. Sure. <laughs> I've got something called lethal body. What uh, I mean. Should I, not know? I probably don't know what it is, so I shouldn't know. Yeah, it but it's very instinctive, this 
discipline. It means that your fists and your punches and your attacks do lethal damage because you have incredible vampiric strength. Great, because the only thing that I was going to think of is essentially just clobber him and hope that he staggers back out the window. Great. Give me a uh, dexterity plus brawl roll. Um, Ashley, does Jen want to help Miles push this guy out the window? I mean, yeah, that's what we're doing. Fuck it. Sure. Does she have any brawl? She doesn't, right? She sure doesn't. She has Um, athletics, though, right? One bip. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say add an extra point, uh, add an extra dice to your roll, uh, Miles Vanderbuck. Okay, cool. Okay. I don't know what this means. (laughs) Okay. What it means is you got two successes. Uh, You added an extra die for Jen helping you, right? Yes. Okay. So let me try something. Let me see something. Okay. Um, You both immediately grab him and you with your incredible, like supernatural vampire strength, lift him up and you both toss him out the window. And Curtis Krieger, as you're slowly kind of like spiraling down, suddenly his body goes firing past you. And as Curtis, you land on the street below. You notice pieces of his jacket and pieces of his leg just kind of ex- flurrying away into ash. Is yeah. there any way for us to talk to Curtis? Because we have fun vampire pa- powers, even though he's a million feet down. I don't think that there is. So now okay. I, I need a decision from all of you. I need, because we've come to the end of our adventure. And we've had our climax. So now I want to know what you do. Do you go your separate ways? Do you go back to the vampires on the 60th floor and tell them what happened? Or what do you do? Tell me. And you know what? I want to keep this quick and easy because we're at the end of the game. So I'm going to hear it directly from each of you. First, Curtis Krieger. What are you doing? I gambled big. Because I figure they're going to kill us. So the only way I can stay alive is to have, I don't know what's going on up there, though. I'm going to charge back into the building and try to get back up. Okay, that's happening. Uh, What does Jen Brown do? I'm assuming that there is no way to, there's no way to get down that I can see. I can't like look and see if there's any means I mean, could we just go down the spiral staircase all the way to the bottom instead of going back to the 60th floor? Is there that another, would, is there a fun be, penthouse button on his desk that opens up a trap toy? Is there anything like... Is that is that what you're trying to do? Are you looking for a penthouse button? <laughs> I'm looking, I'm trying to find a way out. If you want to, if you, okay, why don't you give me a uh, wits plus investigation role and Miles Vanderbuck, what would you like to do? Um... <clears throat> Well, for a second, he was completely willing to join the anarchists. (laughs) Now that's completely changed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then he, so he goes, he turns around and he says, he says to Jen, he says, I think we should let them know what happened here. I'm going to go. I got a two success. Does that change anything? Um, It does because what happens is you touch a button under the uh, 
you touch a button under the desk and suddenly a wall peels away and there is this like old clay urn on like a shelf <laughs> with like weird writing on it. And at the moment you do that, suddenly Nixon, Bex, and a bunch of the vampires from downstairs burst into the doorway from the stairwell. And the woman with the white blonde hair says, Oh my word, they've killed the prince. <laughs> what? No, what, we, it wasn't, we didn't. It was the golf kid. Here we go again. <laughs> Vampire. Um, guys, that's it for tonight. That's where we're going to end it tonight. Awesome. Great, great, great twist, Jared. Man, great as always. Such a good, two good twists. You guys were fantastic players. I just want to remind everybody, you've been watching Ashley Birch, Thomas Middleditch, Ross Bryant. Um, find them wherever toys are sold or wherever you can watch <laughs> comedy. Uh, Thomas Middleditch, Ashley Birch, and Ross Bryant. Guys, I want to thank a guy on YouTube named The Gentleman Gamer who sort of suggested this as kind of a story hook idea. And I kind of ran with it and filled it in and added a ton of stuff. But um, that guy is a really cool old school guy who posts really cool videos about old vampire games and stuff like that. So he kind of gave me the germ of the idea. And um, I want to say that, you know, generally on this stream, we've been trying to do, um, you know, one shots or games that are unlike D&D without, without like a bunch of parts. But um, I'm going to talk to these guys. Maybe we'll do another chapter of Vampire because I felt like this went really, really well. And I really, really yeah, I really thought it was really a lot of fun. Um, I feel like that cliff got hung. I want to know what happens to these guys. I know. You know, it's really hard not to end on a cliffhanger, but I thought that we got we got a full story there. Um, let's see. Um, we are going to keep streaming every Sunday and Wednesday, and uh, we're going to do different games. So just pay attention to the Stream of Blood uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram to find out what we're streaming and, and when it's starting. But it's generally going to be 6 p.m. on Wednesdays and 1 p.m. or 1.30 p.m. on Sundays. And thank you guys so much again. Thanks for listening. Keep up with our schedule and find out about all the cool things we have planned by following us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore stream of blood underscore. We're on Reddit at r forward slash stream of blood and join the Stream of Blood Facebook group. This podcast is produced by Andrew Struther, Brian Baldinger, and Clinton Trucks. I've been your storyteller, Jared Logan. Today's Pittsburgh fact, did you know that Pittsburgh has 446 bridges, giving it the name City of Bridges?